0: and it's Katie and this is Classically Black Podcast
1: where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession.
0: With trap beats playing in the background. Dwayne. Dwayne doesn't understand my particular needs. That's I think, that's what I got from that conversation that we just had.
1: You particularly need to be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> my particular needs.
0: <sighs> oh.
1: I don't know what to tell you. I guess I don't understand. Them.
0: Mm, well I really? The don't. First, the first step is admitting it. Thank you for seeing me. All
1: right. <laughs> well, do you have anything? Any special situations going on when this comes out? I on? don't think, I think so.
0: I so thought I've been talking to you all week.
1: Yeah, Not we'll talk to each other I'm just saying. I saw you on Monday. Twice. really because we had that meeting that and uh we had a meeting with somebody else and then we had to meet after that meeting and then mm. i saw you on wednesday morning that's and right we talking on wednesday depending <laughs> on whether we was going to record this episode <laughs> and then we didn't
0: okay and now today so okay okay i mean i feel like i talk to you every day anyway but i don't see you so i was like dang we roommates?
1: Okay. <laughs> well. well let's not let's, not.
0: let's not. drop conspiracy <laughs> theories It's going to be like, "What?"
1: Okay, no. I am going to be moving to LA. The I mean, don't want to move to LA until she got she stacking up. She got a mansion made out of money and,
0: Okay, yeah. I don't want to move to LA until because I want to to LA until I know what I'm doing. Because that's l a from what I have surmised now you from there, but I feel like we have a come to agreement on this an agreement on this that that is not a city you struggling in. I'd rather cobble something together in Memphis, okay oh gosh,
1: like, it's a city a lot of people struggling
0: <laughs> and I, that's not that's not my ministry, okay? I'd rather struggle with my rent paid like and I feel like also. At least, at least at Memphis, first of all, I get to sub with MSO. Who am I gonna sub with? LA Film is gonna walk up to do the mail and be like, yo, put me on. You know what I'm saying? Is that what
1: you did at MSO?
0: You're not focusing. <laughs> and then and then at least somebody will text me here and be like, yo, play this thing. I'll be like, all right, or teach like teach this uh sectional. I do that a lot.
1: Somebody text you here and say the same thing.
0: But I feel it's so much bigger there. Like Memphis how many like who's my competition besides the VOS and the the VOS and the Symphony and then who else?
1: I mean, it's a lot of competition, but it's also a lot more opportunity.
0: Um, and I was be like, I was I was laughing because I feel like we when we did our our parable episode. Well, it wasn't an episode; it was like an intermission. Like what? Because like I said that like my family's using parables. Remember that? It don't matter. The mm-hmm. point is, one of the things my grandma always told me was like, never leave certain for uncertain. And I feel like in my day-to-day life, I do that, like I think about that. But if I reflect on my life as a whole, I literally have never followed that advice. I was supposed to be a dentist, I wanted to become a music teacher. I left the security of the music teacher to pursue orchestra. I've always left so it's like my mind is well, but also. I don't got too much struggle left in me, like, I don't think you understand, so.
1: <laughs> I feel like, I mean, like, I get that, and that's very me, you never I'm certain, like, I literally must have something lined up, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, I feel like every time somebody, like, rises from the ashes is because it's like i quit my job and i'm not nah, such and, such and, my, and i took my life.
0: daddy's five hundred thousand dollar trust fund with me just in case oh, like.
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean those people too were like i'm not talking about those i'm talking about but then again you only hear about the people who who quit their job and, and, and took their last and then made it you don't hear nobody oh i quit my job and i took my last and i'm still on the same corner i was when i got here 50 years ago Like so. I mean, I don't know where those people at. So that's a problem. It's like you don't. It's it's hard to know how many really. <gasps> but you know
0: Now I'm on a tent on whatever okay. street that was. It's mad people down there. I watched the TikTok of this girl. She worked. She like a adjunct professor, living in a tent.
1: In L. A. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know people. I've seen people living like that in San Francisco because it's so freaking expensive.
0: I mean, to be fair, like, Address don't pay you no type of money, like, yeah. no matter, no matter the university. But because it's only you get it's like a thousand dollars, I mean, depending, but like around a thousand dollars per credit, you need to six credits. Um,
1: for the semester, mm-hmm. six
0: thousand
1: dollars for the semester,
0: and that's all that's only if like it's a it's that much per credit. I've seen, I've been been trying to pick up a little community college job, and it's like $800, it could be $800 of credit. It's like not money. It's not money. (laughs) Because you don't know know how many credit, you don't know know how many classes they gonna make you teach. You teach in three classes and 800 credit at, you teach three classes and it's nine credits and it's $800 of credit, you can't live off of that. I mean, you could, but I feel like you know what I've been working on behind the scenes. I need some confirmation, Cause especially like if I pivot this way. It's like, first of all, I want to explain that to other people. Like my mom, my mom probably wouldn't say nothing because she knows I'm insane. But it's like the rest of them—they're gonna be like, "Where did this even come?" Like, I need confirmation that it's going to pan out for me. even, even though like even before I've been, I've been wanting to move to LA. Even before I picked up this this new thing, but I need confirmation that besides a one-off signature and some random book, like, I need to know
1: oh my that when,
0: when I hop off the plane at LAX, I'm on my way to an apartment, not ski room.
1: Okay, I can see that, at least, because some people, they be moving somewhere, but they don't even know where to live. I'm like, okay, that's a bit mm-hmm. freaking much. I thought mm-hmm. I got too much shit for that so yeah <laughs> I'm like, gonna put all my stuff like, I'm not getting rid of my stuff so I'm, if anything I'm getting more so
0: one thing that gives me a little solace I, I mean I'm still a good violist and I'm a good teacher so I could do that but I could do that here you know so and actually do it the way I want to do it I don't have, have to gig in LA I could play the symphony here I'd rather, I'd rather play the symphony
1: oh you don't want to gig
0: I gig because I don't I, I I don't I don't mind gigging I do it I have a couple coming up but it's not my preference
1: I mean is like
0: what, what kind you of, doing right now your preference you said what
1: is what you're doing right now your preference though okay <laughs> I mean I'm not one to talk because I hate gigging so, so. I mean, LA, I
0: like LA would be different how to get gigs like I don't hate gigging though. Like I played a wedding last week. Was that last week? See, of... That's
1: the thing. That's why I'm like, let me be quiet. Yeah. And talk about oh, you should just gig. Like, <laughs> when I know damn well I will be looking at me crazy.
0: so also, I like I gigging like then we gotta follow the union rules, and that gets my nerve. Depending on the gig, of course. i was
1: about to say yeah, so but it was definitely 58
0: like... degrees, and I had my viola out there acting like I got another viola. But it's like then the other, the cellist was gonna kind of get in my nerd. I felt bad for the girl who arranged it. Cause she like you like she just arranged it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then the chill, she was being such a bitch. like <laughs> girl. Just say, just go home then. You know what I'm saying? She like cause she had her little thermometer out there. She was like, well, oh, the, the temperature dropping because we were outside, but we were in a tent that had like a heaters or whatever, right? And cause to be fair to the bride, it's freaking March in Memphis it's not supposed to be 40 degrees or whatever it was outside 60 degrees it's really it's literally not supposed to be this cold so she she doing too much I was like oh she's a joy all right like I, and of course I look at her of course she engaged I'm like To so whom like you know what I'm saying like why are you acting like that? <laughs> and it's like she's like this is the only cello I have I'm like oh I'm sorry I live at a luthier shop like this is the only feel I have too How like calm down like you're doing too much I felt bad for the old girl because I'm just like because she's being short and like dense and like rude because I mean like I understand like no one wants to have their um their instrument out here especially if it's the only instrument you have so I tried to like was oh, she was getting on my nerves and I tried to be like oh well you know I just said to myself like if my viola can survive when my apartment was 40 degrees during that ice storm when I had no heat for five days it could survive being outside for 45 minutes she's like well I got a crack in my thing I was like well, I'll tell you, your stuff made out of glass. Now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my viola, I feel like any minute seemed gonna come because she she'd be going through too much. It'd be humid. That whole ice storm thing where it was just here, like it was just so cold. I had to wrap it in blankets, like wow.
1: I'm just saying there's a
0: lot of stuff going on. Let me get some more, let me let me get myself together. And then once I get myself together, then I'll know.
1: But let me get myself together at that let meme. Me. I gotta get myself together. You need to let myself get, let me get myself together. <laughs> I mean, like you gotta spend
0: money to make
1: money, that's the thing. Because if you but was I'm tired here, of spending money, but as am I, as <laughs> am I, but if it was out here to think of all the stuff that we're not doing right now for
0: like
1: that we could have been doing.
0: Like what am I even gonna do out there?
1: What you mean? And also, it's like it's not even just music industry. It's it's um film and TV industry. Your your uh even for like playing, like yeah, you go you doing gigs in Memphis. What gig? But you get like it's not even just like wedding gigs and stuff. Or you could be playing on a you know a soundtrack on a TV show at an award show. Like this, it's just so much. It's so many events going on in LA.
0: I was talking to somebody because at first I was like I could tell like it's it's gonna, it's gonna happen for me soon because I finally let go of the desire to live alone that's how that's how I was like okay I feel like we are approaching being ready for this I was like I've lived alone since 2016 like I don't do roommates like I don't but I was like you know what it's not to have my own I could, I could stop being a princess like
1: yeah I mean to you propel know. you to something else
0: Oh, I'm just worried because I'm also a terrible, like when I was talking to Jen one time, she was like, You could always do retail. Like she's like, I'm not worried about not to me. She's like in general, oh. as musicians. <laughs> no whoa, let me take that back. She did not but write I don't me like mean that like
1: as a as a, it's mean, but just like
0: no, I yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, I can't though. Like, I know, like as <laughs> like, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, because she's saying like at the end of the day. As a musician, like when you're trying to get to where you're going, you can always do reset. I'm like, see, that's the thing I cannot. Like, I'm a terrible employee. Like, I don't think you under like if it especially if it doesn't come to something that I like to do, I'm not going to be good at it. I play well. I come to rehearsal prepared. I will teach your children. My little, you should have heard my little sweet peas, uh, Wiley roll yesterday with her bow straight. And in tune, you should have heard. I was I almost cried from this little girl. Like she has come such a long way. I will teach your children. And I will come to rehearsal prepared. You think I'm gonna stock a grocery shelf? <laughs> like, you think I'm gonna like answer phones? I'm very bad at it. Cause I just I I, I don't know. I feel like I put my time in, I push carts in high school. I worked at his flags, I worked at Marshall's, I worked at a call center. I've done it all. Done. Finish. Benito. I cannot do. Not Benito. <laughs> I cannot do it. Yeah, I hate I'm working.
1: About to be on no. Like, I feel like they've been doing too much. I feel like I just maybe because I just like be independent in terms of like I do not be like asking workers to like wait on me or like whatever. So like I work in our office and I remember it was some people they was like printing something and then it was like. I guess it was taking a long time, and then the other girl that was sitting there came in the office was like, oh, do you guys need help? They are grown as hell. The, pr- the paper that tells you how to use the printer is right there. Read it. Because like, I was sitting there with my back to them, like, <laughs> <laughs> the overhead, doing my homework. Like, I'm not helping y'all. <laughs> Figure it out. Because if nobody was in here, that's what you'd have to do.
0: <laughs> like, I will, and like, by terrible employee, I mean, like, I'm going to do the job. Like, I want to make that clear. But not I'm not like, like to the phone ring right but I'm not gonna oh my god you know I'm like I could get I could get you so I'm like yeah I like can't if there's no paper care. i tell
1: you where that's at <laughs> like,
0: I mean I would, probably,
1: I would replace the paper but like
0: it's like really hard for me to care that's really what it is like I would do the bare minimum. like at six flags I, I made sure people were strapped in I pushed the button <laughs> like I didn't I you know what I'm saying to be fair to be I mean that's to, a, to, to be, be an incredibly important part of it. To be clear, to be clear, the rides do not—I mean, they're not supposed to. The rides do not go if the, like I worked at this thing and called. The that. Bull. <laughs> I worked at this thing called the Raging Bull. I I got switched off of it not because I did anything wrong, but like I was just so grateful for it because nah, it's like
1: hold on, let me the, look up news for the Raging Bull.
0: <laughs> it's the biggest roller coaster at that park in Chicago. Like, I was so stressed out because one time I tried to send it without. I was I was new. I was oh new.
1: Oh my gosh! I'm never I, going to an amusement park again.
0: I was new. They aren't anybody? I think, no, they, no, they are. No, absolutely, they are. Who wants to spend thousand degrees in the summer in Chicago? Humidity three thousand percent. Outside, wearing khaki cargos and a green shirt. Who wants to do? Who wants to do that job? Literally nobody. I go feet all day. The shifts are like nine hours. No one wants to do that job. They want. They are hiring anyone. Absolutely, they are. But I try. I was so nervous. You know, what I'm saying. So I'm like, it's day one. I tried to send it. It wouldn't go. I was like, why is it not going? Because even if okay, it- <laughs> that
1: could have gone so wrong. Because you know that dude, he died.
0: Don't say that. I mean, this was. You know what? Don't say this. This was ten years ago. Yeah, because
1: is it's good but no but i'm just saying like the how to rise i like, won't go because like, boy you remember that no that guy, he died he was a foot He was in one of those um ones that go like they shoot straight up and then they drop oh right. did have him strapped in right oh my god oh my and then people was putting i didn't see the video because why would y'all no, i was not gonna I,
0: yeah i don't know why would I y'all ever me.
1: put that so oh, I'm like, i'm glad that like I I have no like the auto play so that if I saw it I could just block whoever posted it, um so that it wouldn't just automatically start playing. But it's like, he died. and so the I don't know what type of precautions they have with that job. I mean with that ride because it was very clear like if it has like a sensor like the reason why it wouldn't close it because he was like a little big so the, like the the thing wouldn't go down all the way. Mm-hmm. Even in the video like I saw a picture like a screen of him just like before you know anything happened and you could see that thing was not fully like. Pushed down, so I was like, "Y'all just walk right past that," and um, and the ride should have sensed that there was somebody in that seat, but yeah. Was but
0: wasn't it like a carnival ride?
1: I thought it was at it. Uh, oh, was that a part part? Part? Because oh, okay. it, it, that one it seemed like a little substantial to be a carnival ride. Because there was oh, another. Okay. I remember that. That's the one I'm I thinking about too. Around yeah. and then they like broke off. Yeah. yeah. It's a different one see carnival right um because they be taking that out and setting uh, it up out of a box yeah. like
0: <laughs> out of a suitcase like no nah, i ain't doing it <laughs> like i stopped going on those like because when you think about it it's like y'all just packed this up today yeah no nah, i ain't doing
1: it you, you, you missing screw number l and right you like well you know and that's the one right at the nah i'm good and
0: you got a person like me who like there's waiting for the check to clear you don't know, say don't want to be there that's why I never forget that there's that episode of Law Order. Was it Law and Order? There's an episode of Law Order with that woman. There's like a, there was like a plane crash or something. And they were trying to figure out what was going on. And they traced it all the way back. And that she like rushed a she rushed a paper, like a, a sign off thing, because she was trying to make it to her daughter's piano recital and
1: that plane had crashed and i think about that every time i step on a plane wow i'm like what you if you're know, was... dusty daughters you're probably not even good <laughs> and um that's what that's like for real that's what happened with the boeing uh planes that the ones that kept crashing and they had to ground them mm-hmm. um it was because boeing was trying to do too much with their productivity they was like rushing people mm-hmm. and
0: um it was oh, i didn't
1: know that there's a documentary about it i watched i can't because... I'm not watching it. <laughs> I mean, I think about a a plane going down every time I'm on a plane. So, like... You want
0: to start smelling funny? Like, I'll be like, y'all don't smell
1: that. I was like, it's not going to make it any, like, scarier for me. Because I always Mm. think about the plane crashing anyway. So, um, uh, basically, yeah. And it was just really sad to see the... um, Yeah, it was more... I mean, it was more sad than scary. Because of how they explained like, basically the technology. And basically, like, they didn't have a chance. Like, they had to... They changed some technology on the plane and didn't tell the pilots. Because they didn't want to have to have them go through retraining. Wow.
0: So, yeah, so they,
1: like, named it something that was, like, the st- same thing. But it really wasn't. And basically, what they said is, like, they had about 15 seconds to correct it. Before it was inevitable that the plane was going to crash. And obviously because they thought that the plane was responding in a wrong way so they kept trying to like fight whatever the technology was because they didn't know that it was on the plane so they didn't like so th- there's no way they were going to figure out oh maybe they changed the technology and I should do this in 15 seconds so they, they just didn't have a chance like and that's because they just they just wanted to make more money and more planes out and I'm like but at what point do y'all not think like okay if a bunch of planes are crashing what's that going to do for your money and the fact that nobody went to prison over that is crazy because y'all. Did, look- anyone
0: Did anyone
1: die? Did anyone die? Yeah, multiple planes crashed.
0: Oh, because I could sometimes I sometimes like I forget if a plane crashes, it's like, period, it's over, right?
1: I mean, in this case, yes, everybody died. Um, people have have survived plane crashes, but everybody died on multiple. I think two or three crashes before everybody just grounded the planes, that model of plane. Because the the reason why everybody died is because there was no way they could land the plane safely because of that technology. It would have something to do with like the tip of the plane like tipping certain a certain way. And so they were trying to correct it. They were trying to like pull the tip up because they were ascending. But whatever that technology was like it it had to do with their control of the plane. So, like, there was no way that they could land the plane safely. I
0: just can't even, like, begin to think of, like, what would it be like, like, in those moments, like, your plane going down, like...
1: Yeah, that's too much. This,
0: I watched, I don't know what it was. Was it on TikTok or was, like, I don't know what it was. Mind you, the episode
1: hasn't even started. (laughs) Anyway, continue.
0: (laughs) It was on TikTok and this girl, like, they got on this plane on them baby planes and she um all she remembers that like, she was looking out the window and like whatever and then she like woke up in the ocean <gasps> because people you know. people like the plane had started smoking and people started like worrying and people were like but you know how like you could fly the flight to see if they worry or you start looking around to see if anyone else notices or whatever she said no and then she like woke up in the ocean and she thought her mom would be mad at her. And I think that's so sad. Like when you think of like, because she was like a kid, she was like 12 or something like that. And it was like the thought of a kid, like she thought like her mom's at the airport and I'm in the middle of the ocean, like she's gonna be mad at me. Like she couldn't even put together the fact that like this girl, and she was like, blo- she like held on to like a piece of the plane. And then somebody had like rescued her. And she's like the only person that survived off that plane crash. Crazy yeah, was I, don't old exact- mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. When I remember more, I'll because I can't even remember what platform I saw it on, like a couple days ago, too. Oh
1: my gosh. See, the plane started doing the Harlem check on my way back from Chicago. And I was I just had to <laughs> laugh because I was like, what am I what can I do? I can't do anything. Like I was, it's like you just
0: Especially, like, okay, when I was coming back to Memphis, not from Chicago, like, not this last time, but, like, from Christmas, and the pilot literally said, hey, folks, we are experiencing some turbulence. It's actually going to get worse. So, we have sat the pilot. It was already so bad. Turbulence doesn't normally bother me, but it was already, it was one of them things where, like, there was no peace. It was, like, up and down, up and down, up and down. You know what I'm saying? So, it was already bad. So, I'm sitting there, like, why would you say that? And I'm like, also, Mr. Pilot Man, there's nowhere you could go in the sky. You can't go any higher. Any you just we just accepted that we just finna be in here like boots in a dryer. Like you just you just cool with that. I was like, that's insane. Why would you say that? It's the nighttime. So if we die, like can't see nothing.
1: I mean, at least maybe that's that that comforts some people because they know, like, okay, they can predict it. It's not like we don't know what's about to happen, y'all. Like <laughs> It's like we can foresee that this is the level of turbulence we we're gonna reach, or like whatever, or it's gonna get worse. But like, oh man! But you saw that 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 video that one? Yes. Fly? Oh yeah, I said to see you. that. I can't. No, I can't admit. I would have a heart attack. Y'all would. I would literally be dead by the time we hit the ground. I view. will be
0: like because what? And the thing is like okay, this that, that that what made me scared about that. That was the second video we saw like that where people were bloody and all the other type of stuff. The first time I just wrote it off, I'm like, they told you to stop going to Hawaii, y'all keep going. So I was just like, okay, we good. You know what I'm saying? Then we're going to Amsterdam or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Delaney. My heart already a little weak from everything you know I'll be going through. So it's like, you shake, shake this like a Morocco if you want to. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like it's getting worse because of global warming and stuff. You can't tell me it ain't got nothing to do with it. Like the little atmosphere and stuff, like. Mm. Whatever. We can't do what we're gonna do. Well, walk to LA. You got to take planes.
1: We'll take a train.
0: Go.
1: I'll be good on another train ride.
0: I wanna do that one where it's like um where you go from like the top what's that the top state called? Washington all the way down? Okay. I because sometimes I get confused with Oregon. Is it Oregon? No, it's Washington.
1: No, Washington. Oregon's right below.
0: Mm-hmm. I went I went to Washington I, I technically crossed Washington off my list because I drove over there to go to Del Taco so technically I didn't get out of my car though I know that's a caveat for some people but huh?
1: drove to another state for Del Taco
0: to be fair and to be absolutely clear I was in Portland the closest Del Taco to my hotel was 15 minutes just happened to be in Washington mm mm-hmm. so check All
1: right. well the show the show yep okay <laughs> <laughs> let's get this over with so oh, okay <laughs> there's been a couple things i only have two quick things about gateways um basically they announced earlier this month that there's going to be a change in leadership so you don't know Lee Kuntz has been the president and artistic director of the Gateways Music Festival for a while shout out to Lee um if you don't know Gateways it's an all-black music festival um yeah for professional black musicians it's in association with Eastman um, and is dedicated to connecting and supporting professional classical musicians of African descent, um, and yeah, they just announced their succession plans. They have um, decided that Alex Lang, who, um, I mean, I guess I won't say previously yet because the transition is not happening until January twenty twenty four, but um, he's a clarinetist in the Phoenix Symphony. But Alex is um he's been a gateways musician for a while a volunteer leader and a board member of gateways but now he's going to be gateway's executive director so he's going to be working um with lee in the interim um and then um lee is going to be transitioning to a newly created role of senior advisor so you know he's still going to be around um and yeah shout out to him if y'all i, I will at, attach the press release um so that y'all can read like you know all the quotes and stuff and um they don't have much about like what they have planned of course but yeah and learn a little bit more about him if y'all want to look to gateways and speaking of gateways they also uh, a little bit after that announced their 2023-24 season and it's a little bit different um than what they've previously done, and now I'm just thinking, um I'm just realizing, like they had, they sent me a bunch of stuff this week, so yeah.
0: Like to classically black personally, uh, it might have been to me. Yes,
1: yeah, to me because I'm on their mailing list.
0: Yeah, I got some stuff too. I'm on their mailing list. Too.
1: So in their um their 2023 24 season, yeah, it's different. They first of all, they have four cities. On there used to be in Rochester, and then last year they did Rochester, New York City. Now they're doing Rochester. um, First of all, they're doing the fall and the spring. So they're doing Rochester at Kodak Hall for the Gateways um, Music Festival, just chamber music, Um, and they're doing that on October seventeenth.
0: Chamber music in Kodak.
1: I guess so. I may, I'm wondering if there's, if they just posted like the home mm. like hall for each city because like, ah, like other things, so maybe you know that's not going to actually be the venue okay. but um, yeah so it's going to be chamber music in the fall um, October 17th through the 20th in Rochester and then October 19th oh I guess it's going to be just different people okay October 19th through the 22nd in New York City and the hall they have there is Carnegie Hall um, and then they're gonna also be in Washington, DC, um, which is also they say the Gateways Chamber players, um, and that's at the Kennedy Center um on February 13th. And actually, I'm just realizing how that's far away because it's 2024. Um, and then they're coming to Chicago. Yeah. Period. Symphony center. Um, and that's going to okay. be the actual orchestra. So, like, they've, they've taken the approach of doing chamber music in the final orchestra in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's April 15th to 19th. Um, and that's, oh, yeah, I said Symphony Center. So, yeah, that was one of the things that they um, announced that this is their expansion to a twice yearly festival model. Um, and, you know, they're hoping to have to be able to engage more musicians. Um, than they have before. So they're continuing activities like the Gateways Brass Collective, the Gateways Chamber Players, the Gateways Artist Residency, and Gateways Radio. Um, and apparently a daily showcase, which I wasn't familiar with. I haven't been in Gateways in a while. 2019 was the last one I went to. Yeah,
0: it was my last one too.
1: Um and you know, Katie was actually, you
0: know. Okay, let's stay on track.
1: Playing go. Mm-hmm. Cool. you should play.
0: It's i don't know how i don't
1: know how it works well let's find out in the email um okay what no i'm just saying like <laughs> no, i'm about to find out hmm. um so for the fall 2023 that those have already been selected but i know you know i'm gonna really be like a chamber music like that anyway so you probably won't yeah, get right. the are one.
0: my channel um, is girly so sorry
1: <laughs> um so they're, they're mostly choosing pre-existing ensembles for that, which makes sense. They have that brass collective that does a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, and then they're also going to have a small 20-piece uh, chamber orchestra um, for the New York City performances. But in the spring, um, they're going to begin an invitation process for Gateway's Festival Orchestra for the Chicago Festival um, in May and June of this year. So... Um,
0: we're gonna play excerpts, but we got a Zoom. I'm trying to play again with the gateway,
1: especially Chicago Symphony Center. Yeah, I would maybe you, should about it, you know because they said we'll begin the invitation process. And it's like you played up gateways before, so whatever list they pull up from, you're definitely on it. But like you know, just to bump it up. But you got it with
0: it. You got to do some.
1: You know, say that's why I'm like, maybe you should try to get ahead of it because it's talking about invitation process. Like, I was
0: talking to them people about something else last week, but sometimes people have you in different areas of their mind.
1: Okay, multifaceted. You're not be having me in all areas that their mind. So,
0: not it's not <laughs> it doesn't count as <clears throat> multifaceted if I don't have multi monies. So, at this present moment, I'm two faceted viola and viola, viola and teaching.
1: Mm, oh, because
0: then it's, uh, okay, it it it's like three cents a day, so I'm going to come up with a criteria in which I can be multifaceted and I will get back to you. But I'm not going to claim multifacetedness multifaceticity.
1: I knew you was going to say that. <laughs>
0: Until I have more than three monies.
1: You know what? I'm not even going to say nothing to you because Perfect. I feel the same way about me. So
0: uh, I
1: feel like it don't matter as if my bank account and my lifestyle don't reflect it. It's like, what's the point? Like, I
0: hate, I, I hate, one of my biggest things, I have this like inner hatred of feeling like a fraud and I don't like stuff looking shiny and not... Crazy and that might not be fair but it's like oh you and then you
1: now i'm like and then chase yes.
0: and then chase said please transfer money to your account okay so <laughs> i don't know if that's not 100% fair but i'm just telling you what's going on in my mind like everything
1: like glitters is my goal because it's stuff glittering, he- glittering over here over would be woo-boo. so i don't know what to tell
0: you like I okay, hate feeling like don't a fraud. It's, it's not that bad. I don't want to be ungrateful because yeah. like God definitely taking notes. But I'm, I'm just say, saying, let me, let
1: me roll it back in.
0: Before He really showed me what don't glitter, right. okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I just have this thing about feeling like a fraud, and I hate feeling like a fraud, like,
1: yeah. as a
0: personal thing to myself. Because if people don't know, that's why, like, when I watch people be like, people we've talked about in the past who be lying, who be like embellishing they stuff, I'm like, Okay, so you have bamboozled that person to into thinking that you doing all this stuff, but how do you feel on the inside? Knowing that you are lying to yourself. Like it's like I know what time it is. So I rather let me get myself together and then I'll let you know when it's time to like talk about it. Cause I don't know. On the inside, I'm not trying to I can't lie to myself. You know, it's me. What Drake said, at the end of the day, it's you alone with your regrets. All that puffing up your chest. You know, like when he said that, I was like. Oh. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's you alone with your regrets. All that puffing up your chest. You know how sticky it is. Well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to put that on you.
1: No, I mean, it, <laughs> it was already on me, so. <laughs>
0: It's like I I really hate that song because it's like you enjoying the little beat do do and then he ends it like that and it's like, it's a it's a read but I why'd I get string Okay.
1: Well, that's it. Best we move on.
0: No. <laughs> Speaking of puffing up your chest, um, Lenny and I did a talk on Wednesday. And we there are some things that we didn't get to that I thought we could use as an intermission. Um, in the past, I think we talked about like how do we? It might have been about burnout, actually. You know, th- I'm trying to think back to what it actually was. But I thought we could talk about work-life balance, especially in this time. Um, in this different season of our lives and um you know in this time as we are a direct quote from the email cobbling together a career okay Okay. it wasn't an insult from him but it felt like that in my soul um yeah how are we achieving work-life balance especially like for our particular demographic this is a huge issue that the girlies are talking about the the, the discourse I see about work-life kind balance online is something I respect. In that there is none, um, life has the upper hand, and I love that for younger generations. So, yeah how well, are you I'm, How are you approaching?
1: I just realized that we never said we're recording through a toaster today, so I'm sure you guys have heard. Um, oh yeah, but two this is literally probably the worst week for you to ask me this (laughs) because you already know how this week has been going like i'm actually nah hold on i need a moment (laughs) because
0: oh shoot we could do something else (laughs) no i'm
1: good but like it's just really like it's just been very ridiculous i have to turn in some stuff that i was not proud of because i was just like i just i I cannot have this hanging over my head yeah um because i had my quote-unquote spring break which is like I'm trying not to do too much on that because it's like, it's not like my spring break was bad, but it was not restful, like at yeah. all. I did not feel any less busy. If anything, I felt a little busier over spring yeah. break. So now I'm like, I'm going to run out of steam before the end of the semester. I just am because I don't have any more breaks. Because, you know, if I was at Eastman, we had jury week where it's like, if I have my jury on Monday, now I'm off for the rest of the week. But nope.
0: That's the thing about the spring semester. It's really just full speed ahead after spring break for mm-hmm. multiple weeks, like five or six.
1: And so, Thursday, they good like, Friday. Uh,
0: huh? You don't get good Friday?
1: Not to my knowledge. I it feel like I had, oh, oh God, no, God. I, I just never just had class re- on me.
0: Friday. That's why.
1: You just reminded me, me and my sister are responsible for Easter dinner.
0: The whole kitten caboodle?
1: Passing the torch. So,
0: dang, I'm getting old.
1: Mind, mind you, you're older than both of us.
0: <laughs> Not too so much. That was insane. <laughs> I mean, outrageous and rude.
1: Oh, older than both me and my older sister.
0: <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> wow. You know what? Podcast's over. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so it's like, damn, I can't even oh it's gonna be Easter. No nope. get to the kitchen. Oh my gosh.
0: I mean, if y'all are you doing church? mm So if you all do a little bit on Sun Saturday and you
1: you're not want to do person. anything, that's the problem. Like I understand, like, oh budget is like, yes, I get it. But like the th- thing the problem is when you want to do nothing, it's like
0: <laughs> I mean well, all you gotta do is to make some mac and cheese and a ham.
1: We, we have more food tonight.
0: <laughs> I was trying to, like, I was just trying to think about like, what beyond the Easter table at we, my
1: have, house. we have. We're getting a ham, but I think we're getting a honey baked ham, so that's gonna be fine. They, but they want another protein, um, no food. and the string beans and the yams. I'm doing yams, um.
0: You can make the answer the day before.
1: The problem is not the day. The problem is doing the action. <laughs> it's good to get down regardless. I literally have to do it. So. <laughs> like, but
0: it will be fine with your sister. Y'all could be in the, in the kitchen doing music. Like You could make it a... Uh, the reason why I said day before because I hate doing things on Sunday. We know this. So the less of your day that gets ate up doing it
1: this is a problem. This is the difference between me and Katie. None of that matters to me. <laughs> it's okay. Like, it's okay. Sometimes I'm just annoyed by something, and I'm just annoyed by it, but I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah, Like, and, and switching it around, moving it around, it's not going like, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to say, oh my God, I don't want to do this, but then I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> you gonna go on down there to um Boston Market. I paid $3,000 for mediocre food, but
1: you ain't got to cook. Um, what about to say? But yeah, that's not even that. I can't even think about that yet because, yeah, so we were talking about the work-life balance, like, and I said this was the worst week because so coming off of spring break, the day I got back to school, I had two projects due. One was, which one of them, I was like, I'm literally not doing this, like, my bad. I'm not doing this on this day because- we had a new we changed professors in the middle of the semester and i think they was a little sympathetic to that so like i took me a little extra day on that and she was like you know like it's not that deep um but i also had this presentation which i gotta tell you how that went i gotta tell you because yeah i just got i'm not gonna say it on the show the but
0: the, i can't say the way but it's, not, it's not
1: about it's not a, even about that what you would think it was
0: oh shoot how yeah. why was it <laughs> it, it, it was It was just ridiculous
1: <laughs> so I had a presentation and a project due and the project was like I have a law class it was like a 40 page contract which like I am like low key having a full time I was like maybe I could mosey on over to law school and I was like I need to shut up because on Monday I'm talking about let me get a PhD How on Tuesday make it to
0: law school I'm
1: talking about oh let me just get up, go ahead hop on over to law school real quick no I like you know, you know puzzle stuff like that but like to doing that as a job I don't see that I'm not like,
0: and it's like 300 pages a week and then you get your job and gotta keep doing it this time, this time, this time you didn't pay
1: I'm not in my right mind enough to be a lawyer like <laughs> <laughs> because I got one bad week now we on the look for
0: a 30 million dollar
1: lawsuit and the whole company going under because I wanted to stay in bed this week so
0: <laughs> I don't know like when you were younger like Joe, yo, because like Jamaicans love a good like when they see kids is sitting around maybe like Take up a book. You read a book today. Like, did you grow up like that? Like, is that like a? They didn't have that,
1: to. I love reading.
0: Oh sure, I was
1: always reading. So.
0: Because someone like, <clears throat> someone, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I posed. that the reason why one of the reasons I pose, this,
1: hypothesize
0: people Don't say hypose. Is I'm that, a word? that. I, a word? I said I said that all the time. Where my phone I was okay. hypothesized. <laughs> Hypost. Mm. is that not a thing
1: maybe it um, is I've just never heard it okay it is
0: in French so. oh
1: come on bilingual no bilingual giving okay
0: <clears throat> no just confused Wee oui, wee. Oui. okay anyway some oh, people hypothesize People hypothesize that one of the many reasons why black women are so what's next is because, like, every time we were found sitting around, they would tell us to read a book. So it's like, now you now reading a book. There's several reasons. There's also like black women in this country, and all that too, but it's one of several (laughs) total reasons because that has definitely gone through my mind in the pandemic. Like, you know, law school might be a little.
1: Yeah, it's like what I'm finna do. Nothing.
0: <laughs> Cause like law school, I thought about it. Cause like I end up on law talk. Law talk. Law school talk. Mm. And so like in 2021, I was like, nah, I could wrap it around to music, I'm like, Kitty, and then do what? You hate working. You hate reading boring things. I read no fiction ever. I mean, a nonfiction ever. So like, how are we going, how are we going to make it? Yeah. Although
1: I do think, uh, but then part of law is like it's like learning a language because, like, they were saying, like, law is translation. You're translating legalese mm-hmm. to like you know regular talk because some stuff. But then I'm like, I would be. I feel like I would low key. I don't want to be a lawyer, but I mean, I could make some money. So I could make a lot of money.
0: It sounds so boring.
1: But this, that thing is, I like writing long sentences, and that's like. That's lawyer 101. I'm like, these sentences are so long. This is right up my alley. I love it. It's like the heretofore and, and two and the but this shout. And I'm just like, it's a lie. And I'm like, now that I'm trying to actually understand what this contract says, I'm like,
0: oh I, mean, I would never discourage you. I will be I'm
1: not going, I'm, go- I'm not going to any more school. I can't. I'm not going to any more school. My bank account can't hold it. My brainstem can't hold it. Like I can't. The stem in particular, the stem because the whole thing gonna collapse. The stem <laughs> is the foundation on which the brain sits. Mm,
0: that's yep.
1: And and so now it's getting wobbly. It's getting It's wobbly. not,
0: it's not so, how the brain works, but you know what? It's cool.
1: How it worked then?
0: Your brain's attached to your skull with the I know,
1: thing. but the way, but and those are getting those are peeling back too. And are those stronger? If the if so, if the stem come out from under that come out from under the brain, those going to hold Feeling it
0: Healing back is absolutely outrageous.
1: <laughs> if, the, if the stem come out from under the brain, those are going to hold it up. Still, it's going to be dangling by those. No, nah, I feel like it's going to drop.
0: To where, though, Donnie? To the, the bottom
1: brain of is. my skull. Okay. I feel like that's enough.
0: Yeah. I ain't going to do too much on you. I haven't taken anatomy class in 14 years, so... For all intents and purposes, like that's correct. I hate I hate to learn about them little. I forgot what they called the things that the little sticky bits that attach your brain to
1: the top with those little things.
0: Yeah, but it's like every time I get a headache, I be like, seeing i one dumb broke off, <laughs> like, like, or like when I feel like my brain is rattling around in my head, I think about them little sticky.
1: See, I think about I- them because I feel like it's like. It's like- <laughs> Mine is like, like a, a palm, red wine. Like a
0: palm tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when they swaying in the wind. That's what, that's what my brain is giving.
0: God. Uh, well. <sighs> law school sounds terrible. So, but I will always support you. I I'm supported my friend. I'm
1: not going I'm not going to, not going to <clears throat> school after this. I'm done.
0: I finally said I loud that I'm not going more. Cause it's like what am I gonna do to DMA? Nothing. I finally came around. Yeah, I was about to say. Finally, because I don't know. What like, my problem is when I have someone believe in the kid, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I could. My could do me a little. You know, first of all, I don't have the capacity. Especially, I don't. I don't be caring about stuff. I I would care about that, but like. And
1: like anyway. anything. <laughs> So is that gonna help me get one? That's what I'm I mean, saying. A lawyer a law degree probably would, but not the one that I'm
0: with, so that's depending because like I'm mean, you can work, i mean, this that broad that used to date my friend, she worked for Facebook. Oh, I wonder if she got laid off.
1: I mean, I would probably be an entertainment lawyer.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm just
0: like Now everybody having fun around you, you were reading torts, what they call torts or whatever y'all be they be reading. So I wanna have fun. I wanna be where the action is. That's what I realized. That's why I, that's why I want to be an orchestra. That's why I wanted to be, you know, I want to be where the action is. Only thing that stops, only place that stops is with the, the thing I'm working on, because I have no interest in the other thing. But I wanna be in the middle of the action. Everybody they rapping and they have a good time and they popping bottles and you in the back reading the contracts. Okay. <laughs> no, that don't sound fun. But I wanna be involved. I mean, you're not even there you outside I can't even get in no okay not can't <laughs> freaking meg meg popping bottles on a yacht talking about you know f and f that's the wrong person but you know what i mean and then yeah but you you back in california reading the reading the script and she in capri oh, scripts. <laughs> whatever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i meant okay um, work-life balance. The thing I hate about this period in my life is I feel like I'm relearning myself. So I used to be like so productive and so like energized with bunny, like never tired, never whatever. And so when I was entering this week last week, I was like, I'm not looking forward to this because it's too much going on. I don't know how many all this stuff done. I'm preparing for an audition, so I have to practice, and like I get stressed when I can't practice in my I should be practicing all this stuff. I had orchestra last week. I have all these meetings because I'm begging people for money to for various things. And I kind of rocked it. Like I didn't even go hold you. Like, I mean, I didn't practice as much as I should have because first of all, like as a as a budding old person, there's only so much real I could do. Like I can't, before it didn't matter. But now it's like if I have a two and a half hour rehearsal, I can't practice for six hours before that. I just can't can't do that anymore. Also, my attention doesn't even allow me to do that anymore. Like I start tapping out at like four and a half hours, which is so sad. So I have to like also learn to work in that because I literally do not have the attention span. And I thought it was me. I thought I was bugging. I was talking to some other people and they're like, Oh yeah, I can't do six hours anymore. And I was like, Okay, thank God. I literally cannot do it. Also anymore. you
1: used to do like your practice all together. You didn't break it up.
0: Yeah. And I can't like especially I could do five, I've done five hours, but I, when I, after that, it's like my standard now is like four, four and a half, and I just, and I got like a day A and a day B, and that's just like, um. so, but I don't know, I, got, I ended up, I had orchestra, I got my little practicing done, like I did that thing that we were talking about last week. I did classically black. Katie makes a vegan came out on time. I did all that stuff. So I'm like, we. I work balanced. Like I'm that girl. Like don't play with the kid. I had energy. That sounded very multifaceted to me. Like I didn't. Okay, to be fair, I did not teach last week because it was spring break. Okay, and one little baby thing. But like I don't think I didn't do. I did not teach. I didn't go to the freaking gym. Very upset about that. I was like, don't play with the kid. Do not play with her. This week it was too much last week i this week has been a mess like it's been a freaking mess like i don't know what happened like i i'm trying to and it's like my body has reacted to that so actually i don't have an answer for work-life balance because i can't do too much because eventually my body wanted to catch me up and I can't do too little because then I'll feel bad and I'll tear myself down. So it's like, I'm still, I have no idea. Like I think on a normal week when I don't have orchestra and I can do everything, it's fine. But then this week I had a lot of meetings for whatever reason, like two days in a row, I got an hour and a half of practicing. Why? I have no idea. I have no freaking clue. Um, And if I really sit and I take it apart and be nice to myself, I'll be like, Oh yeah. Cause I played a recital on Tuesday. Not my recital, but for someone else, I like, I met. I had a meeting with someone that was actually at a place, not on my computer. I had. I was teaching again, all this stuff. So I guess, but I don't know. I don't know, and I still be prioritizing Viola, of course. But it's also, um, I don't know. Normally I practice in the mornings because like if I wait till the evenings, I will not practice. <laughs> Because I'm not productive in the evenings, mainly because I've been up since like six o'clock that morning. Um, not because I want to be, but just for the way I am. And um, but if I squander the morning time, then I gotta keep going with my day because I got classy black and I got Katie Mixes vegan, and I gotta teach, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do this. All these seven billion things and three monies. That's the problem.
1: That's the thing I took that I think I sent you. i the per- poorly translate the shirts. When it said, a whole day, I'm fucking busy, only get few money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> only get few money.
0: And I was looking through my tweets and like, it made me remember like the summertime. I can't wait for the summer because it's like a little low. I'm practicing at my own pace, my teaching load is not the same. And I can do my favorite. You know my favorite pastime? Laying in my bed watching TikToks. You know the last time I was able to lay in my bed and watch TikToks? I can't do that. Hopefully by summer we still got TikTok. But you know. Anyway. So the answer is. It depends on the week. (laughs) It depends on the week.
1: I gotta have a life to balance.
0: You are literally in the master's degree.
1: That's, But that's the work part. It's not the life part
0: (laughs) to me. Oh, right. Oh, I just realized I don't have a life. Oh, shoot. Oh, well, then this conversation doesn't mean anything because I don't do anything outside of Mm work. Oh, that's not good. Her man
1: in the other room right now.
0: I have a mandolin this whole time Mm -hmm. that I never told you about, but magically he's in the other room. I need a life. I don't have any hobbies, but I don't have time to have hobbies.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: I don't I the gym is not a hobby. That that's that's
1: I feel like that's life though. Yeah. Not like the fun parts, but
0: it's not life. Yeah, I mean, okay.
1: It's like yeah. because and I need to get here, or you already know my setup. Anyway. So, I definitely need to be a there.
0: The problem with the gym is like once I fall off, it's like it's three, four weeks to get back on. I need to fall off. Okay. I didn't oh, oh life. did I life last week though? No. I did this week. You said don't Houston. you be you
1: hang out with people every now and again, right?
0: Yeah, probably like once or twice a month.
1: Okay. So
0: not as much as I used to. Rochester. I miss my life in Rochester. Was, we was always somewhere like spending too much freaking money. Where my poor car battery out just sitting outside. Then I had like SG roll I was always at a meeting or a service event or some type of gala event. Like, I was living. It's really the pandemic. And then I am I'm, now I'm trying to like get myself together so I can get myself together. So I really don't even have the energy to hang out. <clears throat> but that's really the really thing. Like, by the time I get to the end of the day, I just want to lay in a bit. Like, I, don't, I can't fathom a world where like I did all this stuff. It's 9 p.m. Let's go get drinks. How about I did all this stuff all day. I want to lay down. I want with a nice cup of tea. And I want to turn on Parks and Rec. And I want to wait as my brain oozes on my face. That's all I want to do. So.
1: Just remembered I said I would do something tomorrow. Like I would literally rather die. <laughs> oh my god so that's
0: fine but when I'm in LA I told you to guard your week. what episode was that we're gonna be outside now I don't know how much you're gonna be outside because I say all this now but once I'm breathing the sunshine and you know what I'm saying I'm gonna be a new brand new girl and you're gonna be out of school we're gonna be ripping we're gonna be at Nobu I can't get nothing there but I want to go Oh, you, but you might die when you go there so we won't never mind nah, I won't Uh-oh. die but I'm not going to eat nothing there either I don't
1: really do seafood so
0: okay we'll just go there for the pigs we we'll go somewhere after but it's like well, once we outside who knows what's going to
1: happen you said what I have to have a bag first.
0: I feel like some stuff will to start coming so well we going
1: to dine and dash
0: yup <laughs> But also, I just feel like, okay, we can go get a little bubble tea. We'll leave it at that. (sighs) Well, let's get to it so I can go do more things.
1: Before I have to babysit. Oh! That nobody asked me to do. So that's fun. I just got to say, when you want me to drop them off? What? how do you know i was free
0: <laughs> see, and that's the thing i said my family don't listen to this like i can say i'll be, I be lying to them because you go What you what you gonna do is respect my schedule okay like you're going to respect oh can you i'm like how did you do it before i was here do it that way
1: and I mean, apparently somebody else was like yeah I just dropped on for delaney did see? they ask for my schedule
0: they don't be asking for the schedule, you got to respect the kid, you know
1: what but I'm saying? And then, multiple, yeah, multiple people was talking about, it and nobody, I mean, okay, you can't even think about it so much,
0: you're gonna get mad,
1: uh, And it's like, also, I haven't, you know, it's been a couple, I haven't seen my nephew since my mom's birthday, it's so two weeks, so oh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: Um, okay, so we're moving on to the topic we're talking about. Influential Black women in music. I'm doing classical music this week since Katie did it last week, and then she's doing music at large. So, today I am talking about um, an American composer, professor, and civil rights activist, Zenobia Powell Perry. So, Zenobia Powell Perry was born um, in 1908, October 3rd, come on, Libra Gang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know, but she was born actually into like pretty well off um middle class family in Oklahoma. Um her dad was a physician. Um so I was like, oh I didn't even know like I mean I guess my timeline would be because you know it's how how they was letting black people go to school and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So um
1: <laughs> especially Oklahoma seemed a little so I don't know. 1908, and
0: also I mean, he, what school he went. He goes to though, like, because I feel like he could have went to like Spellman. I mean, not Spellman. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not too much, um, but he could have gone to Morehouse, yeah. McHenry, College, Meharry,
1: school, Also, so. not even just him getting a degree, but like you know,
0: you not you there,
1: you practicing. Like, I feel like
0: just even existing
1: over there. Yeah now your business doing well now all of a sudden yeah, they burning it down exactly um and then also before it was before because that's when she was born she was born in 1908 but i'm sure he you know got his stuff together before that maybe um but yeah his name is dr calvin b powell her family yeah was educated there's middle class um and also her grandfather um was enslaved so also like i feel like that came up quick like they um were able to be like socially mobile pretty quickly mm-hmm. um but she had a relationship with him and he sang her traditional negro spirituals as a child which went on to in- influence her compositions so when she was a child she met booker t washington in which i was like dang like how you just okay but her being a
0: what's to call it a, a family doctor got all type of connections mm-hmm. or, or a family with a doctor
1: and it's also like crazy like when you hear like all these historical figures how they overlap like because like so she um started off as a pianist um and her teacher was taught by nathaniel dead so it's like that mm-hmm. lineage um as well um, so she started competing um, in, like, music competitions, getting some notoriety. She also um, played the violin um, as a child. Um, after she graduated high school, her father did not want her to study music, um, but her mom was okay with it. So she went to the uh, Cecil Berryman Conservatory in Nebraska um, in 1929. What's, what is that now? I don't know. Look it up. Good question. Yeah. Cause it don't have like I didn't find, at least they didn't really say much about it. Um, but after that, um, after she returned home from that, she wanted to go to what was then the Hampton Institute, the Hampton Institute, which is now Hampton University, a um, historically black university, if y'all don't know, um, so that she could um study music. Um yeah and the whole reason why she even went to hampton um was that nathaniel Dett was teaching there at the time and so he wanted her to come there to study with him and after he left um hampton he went to eastman <laughs> um and so she decided uh Zenobia power perry decided that she was going to go to rochester and study with him so it's Rochester, um, and then she studied um, she studied piano and composition um, there and in Oklahoma. So then she went on to study at at the Tuskegee Institute, which is now another HBCU, Tuskegee University, um, because her um, her family had connections there. Um, she also studied with William L. Dawson um who encouraged her to compose more and that's kind of how she got her foundation her like real for real foundation in composition um and she through that time she was also working with the tuskegee chorus um especially like around that time where like like you know like that type of music with like the college choruses especially at hbcus like you know of course the Fifth jubilee singers and stuff like that like i feel like that was kind of a really strong um, point in that era. So she was a part of that. And yeah, she also um, became a teacher. She was a known for being an educator as well. Like that was like a big part of her career. Um, and so she was a training, she was a part of a training program that was specifically for black, um, black Americans that was run by Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, and so they had a close relationship um, and even and Eleanor Roosevelt actually helped sponsor her uh, graduate studies. So she took some some classes in education. She went to Colorado State Teachers College um, and then she started teaching first grade. Um, and then in 1942, okay, grandma's right here. Um, but yeah, she started teaching first grade And then received a master's degree. Um, And then that's kind of when she expanded on her um, her composition career. She went back to school, got a a composition degree, um, a master's degree um, in composition at Wyoming University.
0: Wyoming University. Okay. (laughs) Like Like the state. Yeah. Oh.
1: And Larry's Wyoming.
0: Oh, the the Laramie project. Oh, okay.
1: Um, and then after that is when she transitioned from um, teaching grade school to being a college professor, um, which she um, was doing alongside, you know, still composing. She taught while she was um, getting her first master's degree. Then she got a faculty um, position at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, um, HBCU and um she remained there for about 10 years yeah that's one of the things that um was like a big part of her legacy as an educator was like her dedication to not only attending HBCUs but also teaching at them and cultivating the talent that they had there um so she actually ended up touring um touring in the region so that she could um, recruit students to come to HBCUs and study music. Mm. Um, Then she became a faculty member and the composer in residence at Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio, and continued to volunteer on behalf of the African-American community um, after she retired. Um, She was honored by the University of Wyoming. Um, when she won the Arts and Sciences Outstanding Alumni Award in 1998. Come on, my, uh, my birthday. Anyway, um, yeah, and so she also was involved um, in a lot of civil rights efforts. She joined the NAACP um, to work with them on... Um, on like activism and organizing during the civil rights movement um and yeah that was that kind of intertwined with you know when she was doing a lot of the works with all, a lot of the work with hbcus as well um and she actually she had a long line she lived to the age of 95 and she passed away in 2004 um from uh breast cancer and i also just wanted to talk a little bit more about like her work and, like, where you can find it and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so her papers are held at the Center for Black Music Research in Columbia, Chicago, Columbia College, Chicago, which we all know that's a little in limbo right now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but they do still have their, like, collections and stuff. So um, it's titled The Zenobia Powell Perry Scores in Music Manuscripts, and it consists of original compositions and manuscripts that were produced by her herself. Um, and also her pedagogical piano works are at the University of Colorado at Bo- at Boulder's Hidden Voices, Piano Music by Black Women Composers. Oh, what? I, I remember I wrote that down because I'm like, we need to go ahead and see about that. Like, I mean, I'm not a pianist, but like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I got a specific like collection for um for Black women composers. It seemed kind of cute, <laughs> um, but yeah. And also like, I know we were talking about that the whole Columbia, Chicago thing. Cause I feel like who really like somebody needs to take over that. Obviously, we we was just talking about how neither of us has the capacity to do it. Cause well, well, we even do. We, we got her 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 uh papers sitting in my mom's garage. <laughs> <laughs> we got her original manuscripts Now they now. Hey, on your kitchen getting splashed with tofu juice. Like
0: <laughs> tofu juice is insane. Meanwhile, we ain't got no capacity. People are writing us, can I get a copy of this? We answering them in, in three to seven business months. Like.
1: <laughs> this month is crazy All right y'all want to come look through the archive uh, okay excuse my dogs like but somebody with an actual like gateway Eastman right. Eastman really ought to they really ought to especially y'all got mm-hmm. City, like like it just makes sense um but yeah, that's kind of you know her situation. Here oh, Zenobia.
0: Sorry, Dr. Zenobia.
1: Oh, I also wanted to say because she she had a lot of like awards. I said the first one that she got um from, from her alma mater, but um she has also gotten a lot more. She was mm-hmm. um Honored with the music citation um, for distinguished service to Ohio in the field of music at the Ohioans Library Association. Um, she was inducted into the Greene County Women's Hall of Fame, also in Ohio. Um, and she got the 2002 Cultural Award for outstanding contributions to the field of music education um, at the National Afro-American Museum, also in Ohio. She has a lot of, you know, because her work there has a lot of, um, awards in ohio so So shout out to them
0: period okay so i'm doing music at large so this week i'm talking about the clark sisters so at first i wanted to do twinkie clark because she's my favorite clark that's not true Karen, my favorite clark but she twinkie one of my favorite clarks because she's an organist and she's like bodies the organ that like it's just like Oh, Twinkie could play, man. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do like the whole the whole group as a whole because I just feel like their impact together is just like a lot stronger. Um but I will say like who's all there. So the Clark Sisters has five members, although all five are not active. Okay, so you have so originally, right? Originally it was um where did I write that down oh I'm on the wrong page <laughs> okay here's the one that says the Clark sisters okay so originally it was Jackie, Denise, Albernita who's Twinkie, Dorinda, and Karen okay so I'm gonna talk about the four who are active and I'll, get, I'll talk about Denise a little bit later so Dorinda Cole um they're, they're all like extremely active in their own right. I feel like Karen is the most active right now, even though I don't want to do too much on other ones. But Dorinda Clark Cole, <clears throat> uh, she is a Grammy Award winner. She's a three-time Grammy Award winner. And, um, she's still singing stuff. Twinkie, she's an organist. And I think she went out to be a minister after, like, the Clark sisters. Like, they, they didn't disband. Like, I think they still be doing, like, little stuff together here and there. But, um, yeah, she's an organist, and then Jackie. I haven't heard from Jackie. I don't know what she be doing. Um, <clears throat> but uh, she went solo in twenty oh five and released her her solo album. I don't know what she be doing. And then Karen Clark Sheard. I feel like she's she's the most famous because she had that show on BET called like the Sheard or something like that. And her daughter's also famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiki, uh, Kira Clark Sheard, and then what? I don't think that's her name anymore and then she could just got married so but this is not about her so i don't know the name and then uh her brother doing something i think he does like music producing and then her husband has that church in detroit so that i feel like out of the four of them like she's the most public facing mm-hmm. <laughs> so the clark sisters they were founded by all five of them they were founded um by their father dr maddie most clark um and they were founded by just like doing like they were doing like little stuff at church. Like, you know, like when you at church and it's like you could do something, like now you're doing everything. So they were singing at services and funerals, like singing together as five sisters and um they were singing songs that their, their mom had had wrote for them to sing, which I thought was really cute. And then so in nineteen seventy three, that's when they like formally became the Clark Sisters and they came up with their first album called "Jesus Has a Lot to Give." So the reason why, like <clears throat> the Clark Sisters, is so important to Black music history in general, is they're they're part of the reason they're they are a part of a lot of uh, artists that help gospel music crossover to the mainstream and that's kind of like what they are credited with so they released like i can't really even go through all their awards they got mad awards like dove awards stella awards like all that they won two grammys they were nominated for seven like these were those girls the two grammys they got were best gospel performance best traditional gospel album the song that the car Sisters are known the most for is you brought the sunshine like i feel like almost everybody could sing that like you brought the sunshine the and then oh my god i don't know who it is on the record i gotta figure it out with that line when she's like there is nothing infallible nothing infallible, nothing too hard for my god to, uh, I, I was like what <laughs> I, I wish you could play it i wish you could play we trying to figure that out there's a way for us to play stuff again it's gotta read i don't know All right so now
1: i need to go to law school
0: <laughs> we gotta figure it out and It's just like we don't have the capacity Funny how we found the capacity for other things Um, That's very interesting to me but Anyway that song and what's crazy about that song That one in particular Is that one thing I didn't understand about How gospel music operated In those times It's like yeah it'd be crossing over But to the point this song so in 1983 It hit number 16 On a billboard of black singles And number twenty seven in dance club songs. If I went to the club and like today, and I heard Kirk Franklin, I'd be like, "Y'all are very unserious." Like I can't imagine going to the club and like y'all are playing. I don't know who's a who's big today, Um, Tasha Cobbs. That's crazy to me. Like that it just shows like how it shows like how um, versatile their music is, and not really versatile. And like I, because I feel like Kirk Franklin can makes inspirational music they will they were got like jesus died on the cross for us there was there's no murkiness there's no like that's how um they are so i find that to be incredibly interesting i would love to talk to people who were clubbing at that time to find out like how that was but also like to hear their take on it too because like um i just can't i felt that wouldn't happen today like people especially play around on TikTok, tock those they'll, they'll play around well they'll, they'll like they'll put Kirk Franklin's beat up with Glorilla just to play and have fun with it, but not on those serious type stuff. So, I mean, did he have that song with Lil Baby? He did have that song with Lil Baby, and he was
1: actually talking to Glorilla about a collab. I don't know if they're gonna do it. I, I would, I
0: would, I would, I would. That. <laughs> I want
1: to see name is Hallelujah, too. You said what? So, her middle name is Hallelujah.
0: It's just meant to be like. um what's messy about the Clark sisters the reason why I wanted to mention that they how like 10 toes down for Christ they are so the reason there was five of them the reason why Denise left the group she ain't leave the group she got kicked out the group because she got pregnant and she wasn't married yeah so they yeah so they kicked her out I mean it was like 1984 or something like that so especially then.
1: in the church they was in not- the
0: church and especially like her dad was like the pastor of that church it didn't say what church exactly they're, they're kojic kojic as well like it was like yeah you gotta go which is insane to me like i mean it's not insane because like, i could see it happening but i don't know she was she was like a minister or anything like i don't i don't see like with my with my eyes i don't see how that matters like I could see an argument. I guess if, if we're talking about traditional church, I could see an argument for her. Like if she's like the minister of the church, like maybe you should, if you are. I'm gonna. i to make. I wanna make this. I'm gonna make this very clean and very clear. I don't care about none of that. Have your baby when you have your baby. I'm saying in the institution of a church, that's the only place I could see it where it's like it matters. Mm-hmm. You doing a singing group making money for praising the Lord. Um I don't see either you kicking her out is a is um a, a bit much. Oh, then they talk about the
1: example that you said in and, and, and,
0: and what example are you like I just don't think that's why so many people leave the church. There's so many yeah. reasons. They just days. don't want
1: you at the forefront. They don't want you. I don't know. Like right. I don't know. Right. Unless you're willing to like demonize, because, like, <clears throat> there's some people that like was living a certain type of life and the treasure let them back in as long as they like spin it in a way that like demonizes people that mm. was doing the same stuff that they just did. But I feel like they wasn't even there yet at that time.
0: No, in the 80s, no, nah.
1: they was just like, Yeah, you're done for. Have <laughs> <For the> fun hell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God! What a life! You can learn more about the Clark sisters. They had a movie that came out in twenty twenty. Did you watch it?
1: Mm-mm, I still never seen that movie.
0: I watched it. It was fine.
1: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I don't remember much about it because I was like doing Caitlyn's
1: hair. I, I remember. It. It like, I just realized. I think you said. I think you said father, but um, I meant to say something, but I spaced out. But I remember when I was taking my gospel music class um so their mom was like you know I don't know what to call like like okay she wasn't like no joe jackson bad but like (laughs) she was like you know like you know leading the group or whatever Mm -hmm. and um and I heard when I was in my gospel class they said that like she used to wake them up in the middle of the night like to practice like if she if she thought of a song then she would just be like Mm -hmm get up, we rehearsing the song, or, like, or I saw
0: that portrayed in the movie. I did oh, portrayed, if I, if I remember correctly.
1: And that's yeah. probably what, yeah, because I heard she was, like, just very, like, like, just wanting to, you know, wanting them to be great, but, like, kind of hard
0: on them. But she like, I wonder, like, I just don't see that happening today. So, it's, like, maybe because they grew up in Detroit, I didn't say that. It's, like, everything was happening. Like,
1: Man, Detroit. When we talk about the best music cities. Like Detroit has so many. Like, yeah, they really, really have like an incredible roster.
0: And it was cranking them out too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's the, it's the '70s time, oh and it's like all your kids can play, and and one of your kids can play the piano. Yeah, like get up. That's playing. That's key. I couldn't see myself exploiting my children, but
1: to that check stop. No, I'm just playing. <laughs>
0: you saw that video, of Josh, Josh Peck. In, uh... I was gonna say Joshua Bell. That's a violinist. Josh Peck, right? Mm-hmm. Drake and Josh. He was interviewing um, Hillary Duff, and he asked him something like something. He asked him something about Percocet, and she was like. Yeah, no. He's like no, like oxycontin No, he's he's like okay, maybe not that. I don't know my okay. drugs. So sorry, I don't know. I don't know my drugs. And then he he was like, "You're the child star. I thought you were." And I was like, "That's insane." so that's what y'all be doing. Like, it's that bad. Like I want to. I want. I want them to sit me down and tell me about it. It's 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 that bad. Like because when they, when they be doing, I'm not trying to. I'm not saying they going out of proportion. I have no frame of reference. All I'm saying is that outside of the extreme cases we've seen, like the like Mary Kate and Ashley and Britney Spears and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. Lindsay Lohan. Outside of the
1: Amanda Bynes,
0: Amanda, I forgot about Amanda. She
1: just got. You didn't see that.
0: Oh, she
1: got like committed, like because she was walking around. L A naked having a psychotic episode recently. And, yeah, literally like a couple days ago.
0: Oh shoot! Yeah,
1: and what I w- she knew she was because I think she went up to somebody and told them like I'm having an episode right now.
0: I gotta look that up. Yeah. I wanna know what it is because like when you was watching when you watch like Disney Channel back in the day, I I used to be a Disney Channel girl, and they do all these little behind the scenes. You see freaking Sky Jackson at her little whatever show that was at the hotel with Jesse. And like, if this is obviously me on the set and I'm having such a good time. And we have like, it's like, what happens in between those moments? You know what I'm saying? Like where it literally just looks like y'all are going to set and learning your lines and you are going to school. What happens in between those moments? That's what I'm very curious about where it looks so innocent, you know?
1: I mean, I think like, one it probably is like a psychological thing like just like i feel like even as adults we're not meant to know what so many people think of us and like Mm -hmm. like as a kid going through that and then like you're around so many adults too because you don't have a regular kid life Mm -hmm. so like now you you've got and then that's that's where predators be predating, you know like in places where there's kids that are isolated kids that have more freedom um and less oversight than other kids i feel like there was two things I was gonna say one of them is like I feel like it might be a little easier for kids like this it's harder in some ways because the social media thing but easier in some ways that it's like generations of child stars have gone through it and so mm-hmm. I feel like people are learning better ways to protect their kids mm-hmm. because we was just talking about I forget the type of account that it is that they have for child star it's like a um that's what I see I think but it's like a special account for like child stars and stuff because there was a kid who he became an adult found out his parents had spent all of his money and he was and he was broke
0: oh my god
1: I I literally was just talking about this like two days ago and um yeah so like there's like that financial aspect to it and like just you gotta like some people yeah some people be exploiting their kids so it's then it's like your relationship with your family sometimes be jacked yeah. up and
0: but okay I, yeah I didn't even think about that like acting weird to you and because that's what Jeanette McCurdy was talking about
1: yeah and then like you want st- to like they don't be caring about your feelings because that's what um I was I meant I think I have a story saved about like influencer kids you know yes
0: I've been reading about that
1: like I really want to yeah I have a story saved I really want to read it because you know, it's kind of crazy, like and they were saying like how parents, y'all need to keep something on the job because now you quit your job and depending on your freaking child to be on the internet, what happens when they don't want to do it anymore when it's mm-hmm. really affecting them. And now you you're making them push through. And your your kid is growing up on TikTok, and then you know, it's been weird stuff with people with kids on social media, like mm-hmm. grown men be saving their stuff. I just saw that thing about Pinterest where Pinterest is shutting down accounts because man was like saving this nine-year-old she had hundreds of followers they were sending her explicit photos all this stuff and her parents thought like oh it's pinterest like it's all you know it's sweet. Yeah. like it's not but they was on pinterest saving talking about young girls and like on pinterest boards i'm like first of all you are dumb why would you even why would you say why would you name the board sexy young girl like what are you do you like besides that being stupid like that's just ridiculous so i feel like it's just a lot of stuff now i feel like that's kind of the new wave of it because it's like it was child stars and now it's like what's gonna happen to the influencer kids whose parents have forced them into doing stuff like that
0: especially like um especially like the constant it's like the content is their kid like it's like there are fam I've used to, I used to watch a lot of family vloggers. I don't watch it nearly as much. But back in the day it was just like you just want to be in people's business, like seeing how they're living their lives. But now it's so much more like, you know, you were just doing Christmas shopping for your kid and now that your kid has a Lego ad that they have to, to play with the Lego thing. Or it's like the, there was there was that one dude who will always get um um negative comments in his in his thing on tiktok because his daughter would be doing he was a cheerleader and so he was making his daughter do all these like stunts and stuff like that and she enjoyed it but sometimes like she would be crying and stuff because like not because she didn't want to do the film well, to my i don't know them but to my knowledge not because she didn't want to do the video but because she didn't want to do like the stunts and stuff like she like she was not she was not succeeding so he was trying to do like a little life lesson or whatever. But I'm like, either way, this reads weird because your kid is crying and you put it on the internet. Um, it's it's a lot of mess up. I mean, I didn't even think about I didn't even think about that. I was always like, I mean, you hear about the ones who have it really bad, like Raven Simone. She said like she doesn't remember any moment ever. She remembers like being at the Cosby show. She remembers being at yeah, That's the so Raven.
1: Early to start
0: that. Yeah. But it's like, the minutes the camera, she can't, she don't, because people, you know how people are like, you remember that line when you did it, you remember that, she's like, she, remember, she remembers none of that, because she said the minute the cameras cut on, it was like, she would like, zone out, which is really sad, because it's like, these are your formative years, and like, from the outside looking in, you get to do this really cool thing, like, you get to, you know, act on this show, you get to hang out with these, with these people, you get to do all these things, and it's like, she remembers, she doesn't remember any of it, because it was like, so traumatizing for her, so
1: um one I just I looked up because I'm like I know it starts with a C it's called a Coogan account that's what there's it, like there's specific things apparently like Bank of America got sued because they had a penalty you know they had a penalty if your account was under a certain like number mm. and they penalize you for that and apparently it was technically technically illegal because it was taking money from kids because it was a kid's account ah. so they don't do Cougan accounts anymore because um of that lawsuit but I'm also wondering, like, how it works depending on what kind of child star you, star you are, and also like the era, because like I'm just thinking of, um, like Stevie Wonder was a child star, like, and like mm-hmm. what <clears throat> was, was that like, just being as a musician, you're not necessarily like an like, mm-hmm. actor and stuff, and also just the era, like kids are so much more visible now, too. Mm-hmm. So, because there's like this one kid, he's like famous on YouTube. He has like one of the most subscribed YouTubes. He'd be unboxing toys and stuff. And I was like, you know, yeah. my nephew, my could be, you know. No, I'm just saying <laughs> <you imagine. laughs> do Say cheese. No, I'm just
0: <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't imagine with my kid. Like, I see myself taking a beat from from, um, from some celebrities who, like, never post their kid, Like, why do you, I, I just want to see the point. I, I understand, like, you want to document your kids and stuff like that. But it's just like, why can't you just do that on your own phone? Like, you know, like, when Mindy went to the White House the other day, like, she took a picture of her daughter from the back.
1: Yeah, no one looks her daughter's face.
0: And that's why I feel, I feel bad because somebody had posted, because you know how everybody thinks that her and, everybody thinks that those kids are BJ Novak's kids.
1: She has multiple kids
0: she
1: has two. Oh, i thought she just had the one
0: i don't know i think she says two but everyone thinks that those are bj novak's kids i'm like as a person who has a, a male best friend like
1: but he's not I her don't... best friend
0: so that's what he said that's what she'd be saying
1: her and bj novak have been together though
0: and they're still friends i think
1: like they've been I... together on and off for years <laughs> like
0: i don't i don't know i'd be feeling bad for her but someone had photographed them at disney world and you saw her kid's face i'm like that freaking sucks you know what i'm saying like you you go through all this length not to not to have your kid online and paparazzi sees you with your kid and like photographs your kid
1: because like i could see like i understand like having a melvis friend but like you having a melvis friend and having a melvis friend that you've been sleeping with for years <laughs> you think that,
0: you think that's what his kids
1: I, mean, I don't know whose kids they are. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I would definitely not be surprised. She ain't let him go.
0: <laughs> and you know how, like, you know how Mindy are imitate life. I always yeah. be thinking about Kelly when I see her on there. I think she
1: still. I think she still held
0: hard on to, to hope with BJ. BJ not even cute, girl. You could do yeah. like Mindy is so pretty. <laughs> like, come on, mm-hmm. BJ did not. Let me shut up. But I'm just saying come on mindy like but also the, the pool is small so it's like you know bj
1: yeah which sucks <laughs> no, i just mean like dating like dating at that like you that famous you like
0: how does she date she can't date
1: yeah that's why i feel like that's why i feel like beyonce jay-z still together like what the hell beyonce gonna do she break up with jay-z like she just she's alone forever
0: what the hell she is would beyonce have to royalty probably I was she's
1: gonna have to go over and find some saudi prince
0: yeah like. <laughs> that's it like. Oh, you know what i would love i would love me a l- let me not even say that it's kind of rude never mind i was gonna say i would love me a little bit never mind because he's also terrible so never mind actually don't wish it on her i was gonna say i would love me a little i'm not even gonna say it. never mind but because it's not even like there's no way it will end well for me i'll tell you when this is all
1: But then you also Um, have the people like Nicki Minaj who like has her son but nobody knows his name.
0: But but also like, okay, I don't care what she does with her kids. I don't care what anyone does with their kids. But also to a certain point it's like I feel like seeing him is worse. No? Yeah.
1: But I just mean like it's still like sometimes, I don't know.
0: But actually, somebody had mentioned that and I was like, I actually love that. Yeah. Because what do we need to know his name for?
1: Yeah. First like, like me, you said what? Now, I was just about to say, like, I wonder like what she named him. I mean
0: something extra Caribbean, like either extra New York or extra Caribbean. One of the two. But also, you also look at Nicki Minaj and look at who she's freaking dating or mm-hmm. married to. Yeah. It's like it has to either high school sweetheart or in the pool. And the pool got the, the celebrity pool looking got pee in it. Like it got feces in it the type of stuff
1: you gotta close like, the pool yeah. down so they can clean it that's yeah. what they got in there you they gotta play. just drain it <laughs> move her to a whole nother
0: vesicle what's it vesicle, vesicle? I, don't I don't know where you gotta do what where isa where isa from
1: she been with him though really when she was famous yeah they've been together a long time
0: oh shoot I don't know nothing about Issa ray I know that's right I know that's right I don't know nothing about her <laughs> I was like, where is to find me? It wouldn't be hard for her to find someone.
1: Yeah, but yeah, they've been together since like go back to
0: our black girl days. Oh, shoot. We don't leave the house, so that's not true. I went to the coffee shop and I was alone for 10 minutes before my friend came. How <laughs> many time to find a man? Your little friend? No, my friend from the job that I have to go to. I only go for three hours. If, if you were out here,
1: then we would be out and about doing stuff. We, we be... could be out and
0: about together, though, The no one would approach us. Yes, we
1: would. It could be, but then also we would meet people from being, you know, making our own stuff. I'm
0: gonna be there. I just gotta wait until the right time. Okay, this is what I'm hoping. This is what I'm holding for. I'm hoping for I meet Mindy Kaling. She got a friend. All right, they got a son. Mm-hmm. That's all that happens. That's so easy.
1: First of all, then you know what? That's home brand. I was about to say.
0: What would you finna say? If Mindy has a. Friend, oh my god, god! I really wish. <laughs> I regret that. You suck. You actually suck. You actually suck. You are. You are not nice. You. You are not a nice person. Also the name the name of the year for me in your phone. <laughs> yeah. You suck.
1: Listen, art imitates life. So,
0: not for me. Not for me. Thanks. Also, you didn't even you talk about okay, you talk about art imitates so life. That thing I that thing I asked you to read for me was very black. You didn't even compliment me. You didn't even say, well done. I literally did. Say it. No, uh, yeah, about the whole thing. I'm talking about that one aspect. Say it. Say it now.
1: I'm not going to buy now. a fish for swimming. I knew he was going to say something wrong. <laughs> and that, that's a telltale song. He wants special recognition for doing something black. If it was the norm, it wouldn't
0: be. It is the norm. (laughs) People don't know what we're talking about. At all. And I'm so sorry. You will never know. Well, not never. It's not right now. Anyway, I want to stop talking to you. And I have no idea how long this episode. (laughs) Melanie, you have not been nice to me the past five minutes. All right, it's not for like so We hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. We talking about the one
1: today. I'm talking about Marla Majet. She is a cellist and a music educator. Um, she started her career as a full time music teacher in 1996 um, and maintains um, a cello studio. Um, and she is an advocate for the Suzuki method. She got her bachelor's degree in music from Furman University. Um, She also is a former Suzuki piano and cello student. So um, she's taking Suzuki training um, from several pioneers in the method. Um, She was one of the founding members of the Suzuki Association of Georgia, and she served as the vice president Um, of that branch of the organization. She also um, served on the steering committee for the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra's Talent Development Program. She chaired the advisory committee on on race um, for the Suzuki Association of the Americas. And she is the director of the Kulea Music Institute. Um, She's currently serving as the president of the Suzuki Association of Georgia. And she frequently performs with regional orchestras and ensembles. So shout out to her. Hi. Our
0: history of the week is Peter and the Wolf. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black accent suggestion or an intermittent suggestion, Send us to classically black podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join isbm, IS black musicians on social media, dot musicians.com. Thank you again, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye y'all. Bye.